Y'all, I have not mentioned this on the show yet. I have not the opportunity to mention it, honestly, but I am nominated for my first award for this podcast. And it's actually me who was nominated, which is like a very big deal to me. It means a lot to me. I'm nominated for Best Indie Podcast Host by the Podcast Academy. So the Podcast Academy hosts an award show every year for podcasts called The Ambies. This year it is in Los Angeles. I will be attending the Ambies where I will find out whether or not I won the award. And even if I don't win, that's okay. But obviously I would love to win if you are a voting member of the Podcast Academy because only voting members of the Podcast Academy can vote in the Ambie Awards. Please, I would love your consideration. Take a listen, take a gander. I hope you enjoy the content. hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me. And I hope you're down to vote for me for Best Indie Podcast Host. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Black People Love Paramore, a podcast where I explore the common and uncommon interests of Black people in order to help us feel seen. Please rate us and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Y'all already know five stars only because we are what? Five star bitches or Dio Gotti. If you're watching this on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz. I am your host, Sequoia. And today, joining me to chat about the deeply troubling film, 13... You might have seen her name floating around as she's produced Max Fun's Fanti. We see each other, the podcast, and now your very own Black People Love Paramore podcast. Welcome writer, comedian, producer, and co-host of the Cool Aunties podcast, Palmira Muniz. Hey, thanks for having me, Sequoia. I love you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited that we're finally able to do this. Yeah, me like, too. It's going to be, is, this is it's a... gonna be good. It's going to be good. Twin, mm-hmm. twin in them. Y'all in for a twin in them. Twin in them. Y'all in for twin. This is this is this is my twin in them. We really we out here. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Before we dive into the movie, we have in my defense. In my defense is a segment where we bring one of our unpopular opinions and defend it for you all. I was just telling Palmira before we started. I don't have it in my defense. Y'all already know. So Palmira, <laughs> you carrying this one? What you yeah, got for the yeah. people? So I, upon rewatching Barbie. Oh, when I, when okay. I can like say right now that uh, I didn't think it was all that. I didn't think it was all that. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful okay. gowns. Hey, and I, you know what? I feel that because I watched it once. And when I left the theater, I think somebody asked me to rate out 10. I gave it like a 7.5. Mm. And upon rewatching things, I generally dropped the rating. So like I would imagine if I did watch it again, I would pro- it would probably have a similar reaction to me. Yeah. Um, same thing happened to me. Ooh, I'm about to please, y'all. Please understand that I actually love this movie. But upon watching it the second time, I was like, I see more flaws. <laughs> it's happened a couple times. It happened with Black Panther. Yeah. And it happened with... Uh, spider-verse across the spider-verse yeah i love me some miles morales i really do but upon the second watch i was like i mean it was solid second watch gave me a seven first watch gave me 8.5 so that's how i'm feeling about um jordan peele's us right now as well i rewatched it recently and i'm like wait this part don't make sense where did they get these clothes what you didn't like yeah okay well you know oh wait no i did like us i did like us but lightly okay i liked us lightly i didn't like what was the one after that with the sheets flying in the air (laughs) nope 
nope. That that one I didn't like off rip. I said, nope, off rip. I yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. I'm not yeah. here. I don't understand. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. I thought us, when it first came out, I was obsessed. I was dick writing. Absolutely. And <laughs> I, could, I had to, like, it was like a comfort film. I had to watch it a million times. I just needed it in my veins, right? And I think it's because it was so... Um, unique in a way even though like we Mm -hmm. like everybody if you're a horror person like or a movie person like you know all the like homages that and all the references and stuff like that like it's kind of like a horror barbie in that way that like you know you just know this comes from other movies but i i think i was so distracted by all of that and how fine like you know duke uh, what's his name what's his name winston duke who is the lead of that well, Winston Duke, Lupita, yes. Winston Lupita, Duke is the lead, yes. Yeah, yes, but like, yeah. Lupita, Lupita and Winston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, her performance was just like out of this world, right? And I think mm-hmm, I was just, I mm-hmm. was just, I was just blinded by that, and <laughs> it just was so good. But then, like I said, like I watched it, like you know, with with the rose with the rose colored lenses, like off, and I was just like, yeah, what? What's what's this? What's this about? You know what I mean? And um, nah, that's super fair. Yeah. So, but that's how I felt about Barbie in the sense that, like, you know, it had a lot of it did have a lot of Ken. It had so much Ken. Call it Ken. <laughs> like, just you wow. know what I mean? Like, it had so much Ken. And I feel like it wasn't um, like Barbie changed like initially, of course. But like, I feel like. I don't really feel like she found herself or, or I, I just mm-hmm. wasn't sure. Everybody else was like so concrete and like Barbie was still like in a liminal space, like in a transition that I, mm-hmm. by the end, mm-hmm. by the end, like she just gained a vagina and that was it. And I just wasn't. Oof. <laughs> Damn. All she did was get the badge and that and was, that was all. it. Nothing and else. that was it. And um... still nothing between the ears. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just felt like, you know, and then the speech. I know, every, like, I love America for her. I grew up with watching her and, like, you know, got to kick it up. And, like, you know, she's. Oh, yeah. Girl, oh. Si se puede. Okay. <laughs> si se puede. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I was there. Moment, but yes, I yes. Was there. <laughs> yes. But. And likewise. Yeah. You know, so I, I like, I, I'm happy for her and her, like, now in her career and she's doing the damn thing um but yeah speech was just like really like snooze fest it wasn't really saying much even even for like general audiences and i just beautiful gowns and that was it i agree i remember having notes on the speech exiting the movie theater Mm -hmm. like that was that was an outstanding thing that i felt like needed notes Mm -hmm. like i was like they needed to i don't know who needed to give notes on this but like the speech was lackluster. It really was. They didn't say enough. They really could have kicked it up a notch. Got to kick it up. They really could have kicked it up. <laughs> yeah. Mm, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I do agree with that. Yeah. It could have used some, I don't know, spoken word or something. You know, it just. Some, you know, give it. Give it. Give it something. Yeah. Give it. It was giving bland. It yeah. Was like, <laughs> yeah. You thought this was spicy, but it yeah. was. I feel like there was no point in um, the whole Mattel situation. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, my, my, yeah. bro- my boyfriend and I were arguing about it and like on the podcast, I'm going to admit that he's right. But even though he's going to listen <laughs> and hear your baby, right. Don't tell but yeah, I will never tell him to his face, but, um, but he is right though. Like there is no point of, they're just like chasing her to like confine her in a box, but they, 
like don't really change anything else for her like they don't fuck up anything else for her in in like mm-hmm. within the story so i think it was just like to show off will ferrell which you know who, who's gonna complain about that but that's it that was really that was the whole point of the yeah. mattel thing was to show yeah. off will ferrell sure yeah, yeah, yeah. and sure yeah i like him as much as the next person <laughs> but sure yeah, alas, I yeah, I give it a six point five, a seven. That's that was I thought that was That's very fair. generous of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven point five upon uh, the initial watch, and I'm sure if I if I watch it again, I might I, it might slip. I might go ahead and and run it to a six point five as well. Yeah, but I don't have plans to rewatch. It also didn't seem like something I needed to rewatch. Like I watched it, and it was like great. Don't need to watch that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unless I'm like tripping, yeah. like on you know, like shrooms or something because of the colors. But right now, <laughs> it, that might be a really fun high watch. Wait, maybe I will get high. Probably not on shrooms because I got to be outside for shrooms. I can't sit and watch. No, totally. I cannot. Yeah, sit you should. Something. You should be outside for shrooms for sure. Definitely have to be outdoors. <laughs> um, but maybe I will get high just on some regular weed and mm. watch Barbie. That might be a vibe. And maybe I'll like it more. Generally, maybe. when I'm high and I watch things. I hate it more, mm. but something like that that's really bright and colorful. Yeah, maybe I'll like it more. Maybe it'll be better. Okay, thirteen. Let's let's get into movie thirteen. Yeah, yeah. What we it. all came for. Trigger warning. Let's definitely give the trigger warning. There is a lot of sexual abuse. There's substance abuse. There is um, physical harm. Lots of uh, stuff going on in this one. So listen at your own risk. We definitely will be addressing themes that are a little bit heavier than usual on this episode but here's a little bit about the movie from wikipedia and put together by palmira my wonderful producer who you are listening to here in your ears 13 was directed by katherine hardwick and written by nikki reed and katherine hardwick the film is starring evan rachel wood holly hunter and nikki reed Loosely based on Reed's life from ages 12 to 13, the film plot follows Tracy, a seventh grade student in Los Angeles, who begins dabbling in substance abuse, sex, and crime after befriending a troubled classmate, Evie. The film took place on location in Los Angeles in 2002, largely shot with handheld cameras. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Though it received numerous favorable reviews from critics, 13 generated some controversy for its depiction of youth drug use including inhalants, marijuana, LSD, alcohol, underage sexual behavior, and self-harm. Palmyra, I want to hear your initial thoughts. I know we've both seen 13 more than yeah, once. Yeah, This was my, I think this is my first time seeing it as an adult. Okay, okay. I thought I had seen it more recently than I had. Okay. But I don't, upon watching it again, I was like, whoa, what the what fuck? The fuck? This yeah, is crazy. yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and so, as a, as a, I watched this when I was 13 with my mom. And I also watched it when I was 13. Yes. And and it was because I know we're a couple years apart. So it was still like floating around by the time it got to you when you were 13. So it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't like a archived movie by that time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, my initial thought was that it was more so I was watching. I felt like I was watching something I wasn't supposed to be watching. So I think mm-hmm. that that novelty of it, I was like, ooh, ah, right. And I, I was yes. really enamored with Evan Rachel Wood to begin with. Like, I just feel like she's dope mm-hmm. as fuck. She's a dope actress. Shout out to her. Um, and I rewatched it two years ago for the first time since that time. Mm, and okay. so it had been roughly 10 12 years since i had watched it last and like i had to watch it twice 
because it triggered me the first time. Mm-hmm. So like it, so like because of how much of a time capsule it is, I like felt like taken back there, and I, I was like, whoa, <laughs> and I just I I I I was just processing it all. And then I watched it again and could watch it as a movie and was like, damn, Mm. this is, this is crazy. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And you know how like some movies don't age well or you're like, oh, we thought this was crazy, but it was. No, (laughs) it's still crazy. Yo. It's still crazy. It's still fucking nuts. Yeah. Film is still crazy. It is. This is something that I was going to say later, but I feel like now is a good time. 13 walked so Euphoria could run. 13 walks so the movie cuties could run do you remember cuties a few years ago i do french the french film Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the french film that like depicted young girls you know Mm -hmm. being young girls more Mm -hmm. or less Mm -hmm. um and euphoria and cuties got a, a shit ton of blowback those movies are not euphoria is damn near nothing for 13 yeah. 13 is wild it is wild <laughs> 13 is it is wild. wild it is wild and i'm like for this to have come out in 2003 i know this had to and have actual this had to the be. children the a child wrote the movie nikki reed wrote chi- the movie for, okay nikki reed for those of y'all who don't know Rick, mm-hmm. nikki reed uh was in twilight i think she played esme yes. if yes. i'm not mistaken the blonde uh, she played one of the sisters mm-hmm. she played one of the sisters in twilight um, and she wrote this movie. She co-wrote this movie when she was 14 years old about her life between the ages of 12 and 13. What the fuck? Right. Right. So she's still, so, so she's writing about things that happened to her as a child, still being a child and writing this script with Catherine Hardwick. Yes. And Evan Rachel Wood yes. is a child. They're both, chill- everybody's a child playing mm-hmm. these things in real life, these things in real life. I think uh, Evan Rachel Wood was 16, if I'm not mistaken, when she was the lead of this film. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Nikki Reed was 14 mm-hmm. when she wrote and mm-hmm. also filmed mm-hmm. this film. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that it's based on a true story. That's just scary. Yeah. The social services person in me that is like, mm-hmm. what? What? Catherine Hardwick, let's talk. Why did you do this? You know, right. but... Get, Why you didn't get, <laughs> Where did you find her? <laughs> More importantly, <laughs> you know what the fuck? Yeah, I, I, um, you know, I, I was also a child that wrote, you know, like stories and things at a very young age. So I get, Me I, too. I, you know what I mean. So we understand like the the desire to to be artistic and express ourselves that way, and I, but then like. I don't know. Now it now it gets kind of weird because there's like the help with an uh, with an adult that is not related to this mm-hmm. person that mm-hmm. you know you know how Hollywood can be very um, misleading and I just feel like mm-hmm. like I I'm now I'm kind of looking back I'm like was everybody like were these girls like taken advantage of low key was Nikki Reed taken advantage of low key because like I, I I've heard. Um, uh, interviews with her regretting now right this film <gasps> yes Stop. yes because it's created oh my god it's created schisms between her and her family because <gasps> it's kind of like it's but you know, but also like family is like how could you portray me in the way that i was <laughs> how could 
did you betray me like, accurately? How could you tell the world how I how I treated you? <laughs> hmm? How dare you what tell the how dare you tell the truth? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so on me. You gonna tell the truth on me? <laughs> how dare yeah, you? You know? know. So yeah. You, yeah. And and she told I don't know if Nikki Reed told the truth, but she told a truth that even if it wasn't her in particular going through that kind of stuff, there were teenage girls going through that shit. There were definitely there were teenage girls doing shit like that. Definitely. Two of them are in this room. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will say I wasn't. I was was a very you were a good girl. I was a good I was a very, very good good kid. So when I watched this at 13, I was like, is this what okay is this what my is this what some of my peers are experiencing yeah 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 i remember being like i remember just thinking it was kind of it was just dark again okay i watched it at 13 because it was called 13 right i saw it for the first time on lifetime so i don't know if i saw like the made for tv version of this yeah you may have or you know like like a more a little bit more tampered down tamed (laughs) version the pg the pg version you know like yeah maybe even pg-13 but hey (laughs) the way that i did not realize that this was an r-rated film until i sat and watched it two days ago Mm. and said oh shit this is like (laughs) either so that tells me one of two things one Mm -hmm. either i saw the made for tv version or two i was so young and innocent Mm -hmm. that i couldn't even reckon with the real themes that i was mm. watching mm. to to like see the severity of what was taking place yeah i'm more so like you said in the first place felt like it was something that i wasn't supposed to be watching yeah it was kind of like ooh, like i'm watching this like like this is kind of voyeuristic like yeah i'm watching this, for sure. you know like mm. wow i can't believe this is like how the bad girls quote unquote <laughs> are yeah living and in my adult brain, I'm like, babe, these girls were really fucking neglected. Yes. This was yes, severe, neg- yes. really neglected and abused as hell. As, I, I, I kind of wrote down in the notes that we could talk about it more later, but like, I I know everyone hates Evie. Da, 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 da. I feel so bad. I feel, I feel so, so bad. bad for her. I feel bad that she feels that she needs to do all that shit. I agree. And you know what? I, I was confused by Evie in this watch. Mm-hmm. I've never been confused by her before. I never hated her mm-hmm. at any point. They could never but make this me hate watch, you, Evie. <laughs> you can never make me she hate eats. you, Evie, she ever. Eats. Okay? <laughs> she eats, okay? Period. Evie, I couldn't tell if she was only manipulative or if she was both. You know, mm. she was both earnest and manipulative you know Mm -hmm. i know that she's manipulative to some degree Mm -hmm. but i'm like also but also like what 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 were the moments that you felt like oh i don't know i don't know i don't know like when she is uh talking to mel and she's like he hits me mel oh right right because she Mm -hmm. wants to live there like obviously Mm -hmm. she's she's trying to get something but you think she's lying? I don't know that she is. Mm-hmm. I really don't mm-hmm. know that she's lying. Mm-hmm. She's trying to tell a fucking adult something that's really probably going on with her. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. here's this adult. Maybe she's not going about it, you know, the quote unquote right way because she's fucking 13. Mm-hmm. And she's probably trying to save her own life. She's probably fully in survival mode, trying to right. save her own fucking exactly. life. Exactly. It's like, hey, um, yeah, he's he's hitting me. Or the portion where she I don't remember who exactly she's talking to. But she, and this is a big trigger warning, because this part 
really like unsettled the fuck out of my adult ears right right she's like my uncle put things inside of me Mm -hmm. and pushed me into a fire Mm -hmm. and i'm like uh hello and at like what the fuck and y'all and at the time she's also trying to i think she's trying to convince mel that she needs to live with them or something of that sort yeah um and so again it's like but are y'all hearing what she's saying you think she's fucking making that shit up i agree i agree if it's not if it's not the uncle it's not the boyfriend it's somebody somebody somebody's is doing something. something i don't really give a right fuck. right who it is and what and da, da, da. someone's doing something to this young lady and and she's asking for help she's calling out for help and the only yeah. way that she seems to have learned how to get her way is through some level of manipulation whether it right. is using her sexuality right. or something of the sort something that i wrote down that i feel like is really the overarching theme of this film that i took away my biggest takeaway mm-hmm. is something that i will pay the closest fucking attention to when i am a mother when teen girls are neglected or abused they will often use their sexuality as power because it feels like the only form of power that they have over their fucking lives yeah that is you know how fucking dangerous and terrifying that is. Yeah, or they see, or they see their parents because it it can be the mother or the father that they see doing mm-hmm. that, and and mm-hmm. they emulate that. They don't even know what it is. They don't even know what they're emulating, but they 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 know they see it from from the people around them. Not to say one hundred percent. I just have so many mixed feelings about Evie and just like her. Um, her personhood and like her mm-hmm. her her victimhood because like she she's a child she's a woman I'm assuming she's Latina um you know she was definitely supposed to be she, in this film yeah and when oh, we checked was. in on it that is a purely white woman <laughs> well, and that's crazy be, as fuck to me there can be white there could be German, that's true Latina, Latina. Yeah, so right yeah, yeah, yeah. yes so, so, that's very but true. yes I the way the way they try to sell it is like her using bandeja which I thought was hilarious but. Um, I, I, you know, she's, she's, she's a marginalized person. She's in a, you know, she's in a protected group. She's a child. And like, I, I, you know, I want to save her. I want to help her. And every, but everyone in the movie thinks that like she corrupted Tracy. Right. Mm. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, I feel like, although Evie lied, manipulated that, that is who she was. At that time, mm-hmm. she was mm-hmm. honest about who she was. She did those things, mm-hmm. and she was good. She was doing those things, and I feel like Tracy was the one that was like lying about who she was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she, like she was trying to like possess Evie's life, and she's the only one that's really lying to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I just I I couldn't believe I couldn't like like I said I couldn't really lean into like evie being the villain in that you know what i mean like she's responding yeah you know what i mean like she's responding Mm -hmm. to the abuse that she's going through um she's like she's bound to using her sexuality as survival because she's watched she's definitely watched her aunt do it she probably watched her mom do it she's probably watched tons of women do it because they you know because they've had to and and it's all survival it's not because you know it's because we want to and and this and that you know what i mean like it's all to like get things that we want 
because life is not providing in any other way. And so I, I don't know, like, I just really feel for the kid. I, you know, I just never, even, even then I thought Evie was just really cool and they just didn't understand her. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I'm just like, damn, I, I, you know, this wasn't a real kid, but it is a real kid. You know, there's tons of, mm -hmm. of young women who are forced to use whatever, you know, like prepubescent sexuality that they have in order to get any sort of attention, any sort of love makes me sad. You, you know what I mean? Like it just 100% right. I think that's why that I, I was really triggered by that movie because like I, you know, I witnessed it, went through it, still witness it with young women today. And it's just like, it's, it's, but then like the movie, right. You know, every, you know, people like make young women like one dimensional characters and like, spend their time like criticizing right spend their time yes. like just vilifying these young girls and just instead of like the bigger picture <laughs> that they need help you know and i think that's what people yes. miss that i think that's what people still miss from 13 and then but like at the same time like our 13 kind of pisses me off because we have like tracy who's like this white impressionable girl who is now getting corrupted by all these black and brown people. <gasps> that was a big note. You know what I mean? That I obviously didn't catch before. You know before. what I mean? And her means of, and I want to say rightful rebellion, because again, she's also a victim here. Tracy and Evie are both victims, obviously, in this film. Mm -hmm. And her means of rebellion due to her parents' issues... Mm -hmm. she which is something that white women in particular tend to do uses black and brown people uh as because because black and brown people are considered like counterculture or right you know some like sub like a subculture a sub genre right. mm -hmm. of culture that is the opposite of whiteness whiteness being seen as pristine or clean or whatever trying to use black and brown people being portrayed as the opposite of pristine and clean right right and, and wholesome to mm -hmm. to get the attention of her parents who are fucking neglecting her right and what does that sound like it sounds like all those like white boy like those white boys who hung out with rappers and and mm -hmm. you know listen to listen to black music to to represent you know mm -hmm. my, no shade to miley cyrus but you know her her 23 oh, very her, her, <laughs> very miley 23 very yeah, bangers era miley yeah, cyrus yes you know what i mean just like it's 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 their way of like fuck you mom when punk music is right there but you yeah, know the film overall just like so bleak and disturbing and it starts yeah. off in a way we're like oh this is gonna be like a typical a teen rebelling and like kind of going through mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know something that like all teens experience mm, they're experiencing things not all teens experience right they're right. being abused outright right. and neglected and neglected, outright. And, ev and, neglected. and neglected outright and every single time you think that the film's not gonna take it any further than this it fucking does mm -hmm. every single time i'm like okay like it can't it can't go it can't get worse and it does it fucking gets <laughs> worse it does it does and i'm like shit and oh my god the artistic note that i really loved is the fact that it gets bluer as yes, the film goes yes. on so, so it yeah 
So apparently, because um, I've obsessed about this movie for the last 15 years, so Sorry. I've done a lot of, <laughs> you know what I mean? We've done a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ap- apparently it was, you know, the clear as day, right? Like wholesome, uh, like in the beginning to represent like, you know, Tracy and her family that they're doing okay. And then the more it, it gets darker and there's like a mixture of like cool colors, um, the yellows, oranges, and reds during, like, those really intense scenes, like, when, um, Tracy is, you know, self-harming, and, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. When, her, when her mom and her are fighting, like, you know, you have those alarm colors, right? And then, like, there's a, a green... Wow. When, when they're, when they're on Melrose, like, there's, like, the green hue, and I feel like that's, mm-hmm. like, sick, like, yuck. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when, when, mm-hmm. he, when her brother walks in and sees her with the thong, which was fucking human. I would have un- I would have walked dis- into the ocean. <laughs> like, y'all, okay, for y'all who have not seen it, there's a scene where Tracy mm-hmm. is obviously, you know, like, gone off the deep end of her mm-hmm. transformation into Evie mm-hmm. um, in her head. And she has on these very <laughs> low-rise jeans and this thong that's visible a la Manny from Degrassi. Huge, you know. The queen. And she's, like, at uh, some type of shop and she's talking to the man behind the shop you know, and so her back, the camera is to her back. Her brother walks in and just sees ass in a thong. You know, he, you know, she's ass in a thong. So he says something. He like, damn, I don't all that ass or something. You know, him and his friends like, damn, all that ass. She turned around. It's her fucking. It's his sister. Mm-hmm. She turned around. It's her brother. Mm-hmm. I would have perished right passed then away die. i can die i don't have to i don't have to do this anymore i can no go, yeah actually. take me off yeah. the planet yeah <laughs> i've had yeah, enough yeah and and all the boys were just like like they were just like checking out his sister just being gross and he's fucking mortified she's fucking mortified <sighs> and then like <laughs> and then now she lost she 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 leaves the store and like tries to find her friend her friend mm-hmm. is busy fucking around with that little biracial javi with her man with her man with her man with her with own. her man she's busy evie is busy fucking around with tracy's man in the dressing room that biracial boy javi he's so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this wabi He's, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to Hobby. Hobby, you, you, you up next, sir. Um, okay, I don't want this whole episode to be super heavy. Palmer, yes. do you have any other? Yeah. Do you have any other uh heavier thoughts before we get into just one thing on Holly Hunter, um, girl, like just not worst mother of the year. You know what I mean? Like let's not let's not do too much on her. But <laughs> I feel like the whole movie is about avoidance and like avoidance and chasing like the, you know, Evie and Tracy are chasing womanhood, right? They're avoiding childhood and chasing womanhood and just like they like they want to be grown. They want to be grown. They want to be grown because of the um, agency you have as a grown person. And like Brooke and Mel are like chasing accountability. They're they're or rather avoiding accountability. You know what I mean? They they're like avoiding raising yes. their girls. <laughs> like they're avoiding raising yes. their girls. They're avoiding real life. 
because yes. you know Mel wants to be seen as a good. She she's letting motherfuckers stay at her house for free. She's doing hair, haircuts for free. And like, damn, <laughs> Mel, get and, up! You somebody's get mom, up. Mel. Get, come yes. on, get up! Yeah, and you know, and Brooke is an actress, so you know, or rather, she's she's vain and an actress. Those are separate entities. I don't but, know what the hell Brooke does. I was confused. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> you know, fair. I was like, that's fair. Why? What's the chicken cutlets in the wig? Well, I don't understand what's going on. Well, uh, she was, was a bartender as well. Oh, okay. So her night, like her, her yeah, additional yeah. job. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, got yeah. it. Was a bartender. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like all these like women who just don't want to be their own fucking age, just like clashing you know what i mean and i wow don't want to be their own fucking age that is so true so i just feel like it um like with mel i feel like she should have known better i you know i i I sympathize but i i don't empathize she should have i feel like she really should have fucking been there for tracy she should have been she put her foot she should have put her foot down she was like she was coddling everybody else and and tracy had to take care of everybody she was everybody's mother wow i wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said like mel mel deciding that because she felt like she had lost some control of tracy that she was going to try to be closer to that age and she was going to start more dressing like them like when they went to the movies when Mel, Evie, Tracy, and Mel's man, we'll get to him <laughs> later on too, went to the movies, Mel is dressed exactly like Evie and Tracy. And this is coming off of a scene where she's like saying that Tracy's out of control and that she's mm-hmm. scared and, and this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Why was that your next course of action to try to become their age instead of trying to become the fucking parent that you yep. had yet to be show up yep. as. you yep. put your kids through enough your man your man your man keeps having smoking crack in front of your kids smoking crack in front of the fucking kids and having to go to rehab and then halfway houses or maybe jail in a halfway house i don't really know which one he was going to um and then you keep bringing this man that has caused them so much trauma back into their world mm-hmm. when their worlds are probably just starting to mellow out from the last episode with that man mm-hmm. you bring him back again to serve your own selfish purposes because mm-hmm. you want to feel loved and this is who you feel connected with you're not making the best decisions for the unit you're making the best decisions for you and your child is feeling that responding to that and now you're scared of your child and instead of becoming the parent that you never have become you become more of a child yeah be fucking for real mel this is a good time to talk about the best and worst characters We're going to talk about that after. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. (laughs) Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! 
Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. This short break. Get going on your New Year's resolutions with Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery gets rid of the hassle of meal planning and sets you up to achieve your goals this new year. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-made, dietitian-approved meals sent directly to your door. With more than 35 meals to choose from every week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie options, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have tons of nutritious and tasty options to jumpstart your resolutions. Looking for a meal for a special occasion? Gourmet Plus is the perfect remedy if you're looking for quick, high-end options done easily. When life gets chaotic, Factor is flexible. You can change your meal plan from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries whenever. Head to factormeals.com slash blacklovemusic50 and use code blacklovemusic50 to get 50% off. That's code blacklovemusic50 at factormeals.com slash blacklovemusic50 to get 50% off. And we're back. Best and worst characters. Okay. For this. You have, okay. Palmyra has listed as options. The mom. Mom is Mel. Mm. The brother. Tracy. Evie. Javi. <laughs> the mom's boyfriend. The mom's mooching best friend. Mm-hmm. The dad. Or Vanessa Hudgens standing. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Now, who my, I really feel like Mel is a bad mom, of course. But who I think is the worst fucking character is the dad. Because nigga, where the fuck are you? Where the fuck? fuck are you taking care of his other family wow he's taking care of his other family taking care of your other goddamn family while your two fucking children mm-hmm. and your ex i don't know your ex mm-hmm. flounders and struggles by her fucking self mm-hmm. with these two children mm-hmm. a crackhead <laughs> person who yeah. she fucks with yeah and on top of that she's an ex-addict yeah she ta- on the phone she talks he about having a sponsor and he might be too and he might be too you know what? That's true. He might be too. But where the fuck are you? Yeah. I hate the dad so bad. He's a villain too. A He's a villain too. He's his ho- absence. Zero stars. While his we absence see is, his is absence. His absence is omnipresent. It's so loud. It is omnipresent. His absence is so loud. As at least while I disagree with almost every fucking choice Mel made, <laughs> at least she was trying to fucking parent. Right. Pops, on the other hand, could give a, could, couldn't give a fuck less. Couldn't, couldn't give, give a fuck, a fuck. Couldn't give a fuck less <laughs> about his fucking kids. Yeah. That made me so, so, so ang- yeah. deeply resentful. Yeah. Deeply resentful. I, I, and, I, and that's that moment is when, because uh, for a little bit, I was just kind of like, okay, the brother's there. He's there to fill in space, right? But I, I, I felt mm-hmm. for him when, you know, he just finished talk- talking to Tracy. He just kind of showed up, was like, be good, and then left. And, like, 
he, he, you know, he walks up to his son and he tries to do the whole, oh, you know, we're going to catch the waves and this and that. And his, the thing about like divorced parents is that they fail to realize that their children are more emotionally mature than they are. They have to be definitely because they have mm-hmm. they have to think about they have to cater to their own feelings, and on top mm-hmm. of that, have to cater to y'all's feelings because yeah. to, to their parents' feelings. Let me let me not you know get triggered over mm-hmm. here, but <laughs> <laughs> because of, well. because the thing is, is with separated parents or divorced parents or parents who are just not together, it's a lot. You know, as a child, you're 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 lying a lot because every, everybody's mm. lying to you. So, you know, like, mm. so the dad is like, the dad's like, oh, we'll go, we'll go surfing. And, and his son is like, yeah, dad. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Knowing damn well, that's not going to happen. Knowing damn well, right. he's lying. He, his dad is lying. He's lying. Everybody's lying. Everybody's yeah. lying. So yeah. it's just like, as, as a child of like separated parents, like you just have, you, you have like a special knowledge now that whatever your parents say is not true <laughs> like it's not you know what i mean like you're now yeah. there and now yeah. there is the those trust issues now he has trust issues now too you know mm-hmm. tra- like his was just more quiet his his traumas i feel like or he's a little bit more quiet I, that could be an oldest child thing and i feel like for younger mm-hmm. you know i like i know <laughs> you know what i mean like i know we want to you know gender children and boys are like this and girls are like this but i feel like we really need to pay mm-hmm. attention to order like like raising order of children and as older, mm-hmm. older and the socialization aspect yeah like yeah, yeah absolutely. boys are quote-unquote like this absolutely. because they are socialized absolutely. to be like absolutely. that not just because they're naturally absolutely. like that absolutely yeah. right exactly and and you know so he's he's a little bit more quiet about it because he has to take care of his sister and tracy is more out of whack about it because it's it affects her more because she's the girl child so yeah it's it's like yeah just very textbook dysfunctional family and and all that to say is the father is he's the villain actually he's Eerie. the villain <laughs> if we're picking a villain it's that man and he can choke count your fucking days <laughs> hate it yeah. zero stars zero stars now the best character hmm, hmm. I, if I had to choose a best character obviously it's Vanessa Hudson on business but <laughs> if I had to choose somebody other than Vanessa uh honestly i might be going with evie same i i i might i might say it's good old eve evie is herself the whole time like you said yeah um she's she's in survival mode evie is an adultified child yes a parentified child yes she has to take care of her own well-being she is trying to do so in the probably healthiest way she can she keeps trying to seek out an adult she keeps going to mill. She's trying to live there. She's trying to get herself, you know, an okay situation. Uh, when Tracy's throwing little fits about things, you know, when when Mel's like, Tracy, what do you want me to get you from the grocery store? And Tracy's like, and Evie's like, I like everything you get, Mel. You know, I think while she is kind of, again, being a little bit manipulative in that, I think she means that shit. She's like, I'm just happy that mm-hmm. <laughs> some groceries will be in the goddamn house and somebody, you know, an adult is being an adult. Yeah. Going to the grocery store and getting me some food and I don't have to figure it Agreed. out. Agreed. Agreed. She's like, care? Love? Bitch, I love it. I love it. Is this even, there was even a part. Is this love? <laughs> there was even a part where, do you remember where Tracy made the pants with the leopard print? 
Yeah. And then, and then, you know, uh, uh, so, so Mel made these pants, the leopard pants that Tracy wanted so bad, but they were like $75. And Tracy is like talking shit on them. And then the next morning you see Evie in those pants. Oh my God. Yes. He was in the pants. The costuming, the costuming in this movie. Oh. Yeah, they did a solid job with like storytelling and and that and that that is just like so touching. Like I feel like at her core, Evie really is a really good person. Yeah, I think so too. Like I feel like she has a she's a really good person. She's thoughtful, which I think allows her to be a little bit more manipulative mm. because she is like perceptive and thoughtful and like empathetic. Mm -hmm. So she can like kind of read the room and like understand you know, how somebody might be feeling and therefore use that to her advantage, right. which is, again, somebody in survival right. mode, you kind of have to do that type of right. stuff. But yeah, her even being excited about the pants. I remember when Mel brought the leopard print pants that she had sewn because she couldn't afford the $75 ones that Tracy wanted from Melrose. So she went and sewed some leopard fur on some, some pants that she already owned. And Evie was like, these are dope, Mel. Like, right. these are really dope. I didn't notice that she put them on, but yeah, she's yeah. like clear. Like, yeah. she's like... I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this bitch, but this <laughs> yeah, feels like she love. She to always me. had an opinion. <laughs> she always had her own opinion, and Tracy yeah. was just going with what Evie was saying. But right. Evie was always like standing on her own. I feel like she's yeah. also she's also the best character for me too. The worst being Javi, but Evie, <laughs> Evie not Javi. No, Javi is the worst fucking character. <laughs> fuck Javi. Okay, what uh, Javi do? No, <laughs> it's just it, it was it's just the beatboxing. And the freestyling. Oh, that was. I want to gag. I so to I was, so incredibly, so in, just light skin behavior, and oh, I was <laughs> such light skin behavior. I said, oh, I was just so get this biracial menace off yes, of my I was just, screen. I was just like, if you don't shut the fuck up, but you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah. he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a child. And maybe I was just really triggered by him because I'm just like, oh, you're so fucking embarrassing. But anyway, so Javi, Javi yeah. being the worst. But yeah, but Evie is the best because her outfits ate every time. She ate every fucking time. The original was... Manuela Santos. <laughs> okay. She was, she was an individual, a misguided individual who needed a lot of help and a lot of love. Mm -hmm. But she was, she was an individual. She was that girl. Mm -hmm. She was, and, the, and Tracy mm -hmm. knew it. And she was confident. At least yes. she postured confidence in the way that had me believing it on the schoolyard. <laughs> I said, ooh, okay, hold on. Miss Ma'am got her shoulders back. She's not looking around at what the other girl, she said, I don't give a fuck what you right. bitches think. Right. And she probably didn't because she right. probably been through enough. She probably right. like, I actually don't give a fuck about what you little bitches think. I have bigger fish to fry. I need to survive out here. I don't yep. care. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah. She, yeah, she's had to, I think, and then I think that's, what a lot of um people underestimated about her too is that she's she's had to she's a survivor so yeah mm -hmm. she just she did discard tracy when she was done with her and that was mm -hmm. fucked up for sure mm -hmm. that is that is narcissistic behavior but like that's just another day in the life you know what i mean like mm -hmm. evie evie knows she's gonna have to move on she and she did I also got the sense that she was embarrassed when she discarded mm, Tracy. Mm. Like, um, I got the sense that she felt... Okay, so I think what happened was Mel went over to Brooks. What happened before they she discarded Tracy? What happened before she didn't answer the phone? That, whole, I don't that whole movie theater fiasco. The movie theater fiasco happened. Mm. Okay, okay, yeah. I feel like she uh, she broke down at some point in that. She has, like, some type of, like, emotional moment. yeah. 
but she was just crying like in the little corner. Yeah, like, yeah, she's crying in that mm. corner. And I think she was embarrassed that she had such a emotional human moment. Mm-hmm. And she was like, mm, never again. I can't. I can't be seen by this person again. This person saw too much. Mm-hmm. So she has to fucking go. Mm-hmm. Is the sense that I got. Yeah. In addition to she feeling her feeling like Tracy was no longer of use to her, of course. But again, that's the dynamic of Evie. She's such a complex person mm-hmm. that it's really difficult to be like, oh, she's the villain. Like, right. Meh. Right. Right. Like, or to, yeah, to call she's her a narcissist, really yeah, to call her a narcissist altogether. It, you know, she's participating in narcissistic behavior, but again, she's a child, definitely. And yes, she's just, she's, she's, a child. she's just repeating what she's seen other adults do around her and how other adults treat her. Brooke could give a fuck less exactly. if that bitch was dead or alive. Brooke ain't here from Tracy, Evie, Mel for weeks at a time, didn't give a rat's ass what, what the hell was going on with them girls. She said, Mel's problem, not mine. I'm out here trying to get to it. <laughs> she said, a mom okay. is momming, and I'm going to let her mom. Hey. <laughs> and she said, like Evie keep telling y'all, I'm not her mom. I'm right. her cousin. <laughs> so, Mel, big okay, mama, the, you got the it. The cousin's the baby. The cousin's the baby. <laughs> right. Right. She said, uh-uh. I, 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 don't, I don't have it in me. She said, I'm not a mom. I don't have it in right. me. Right. And right. felt, but, you know what I mean? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um. Okay, which phrases would you keep slash leave behind from the film? I'm going to list some of the most iconic ones. Thank you, Palmyra, for putting this together. Ghetto booty. (laughs) No panties, no bra. No panties, no bra. It stinks in here, Mel. (laughs) What the fuck did you do? Oh, my God. Javi's beatboxing. (laughs) Javi's freestyling on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh my god. And then I'm gonna let you go ahead and read the last one. <laughs> <laughs> now you making me read this one. <laughs> Nothing been there, huh? He's your guy. <laughs> Period. Now. Oh my god. If, I'm getting rid of the ghetto booty one because I was like. Yeah, because what the fuck does that mean, girl? <laughs> that was the only. Uh, for a movie that's made in 2003, it holds up really. It is surprisingly it unproblematic in the way that many movies of that time frame are problematic. It is obviously controversial and very heavy, but there's no times when I'm like, nah. I'm you offended know? and I'm triggered and Like, like, like yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. There's no times when I'm offended. The only portion could possibly come when uh, one of the girls walks past and evie or tracy i can't remember who says it says when does she get a big ghetto booty and the other one says she stuffs even that (laughs) says to me that they think big booty is good because they're like she stuffs it's not real right right, you know Mm -hmm. and so even then i'm like meh you know which is very different from 2003 was like the height of heroin chic movement absolutely people were expected to be stick skinny yeah and that type of shit and so them being like oh her butt's not real it's stuffed is like Okay, you know, yeah, I'm not super mad. Surprisingly, unproblematic movie. Tell me which one you, what, which one you keeping, getting rid of? What's the vibe? I think I'm, I think I'm gonna keep no bra, no panties, no bra, no panties because yes, just it it was just such a a, um uh a, a like a puffing your chest out to her mom scenario that I just like when just when daughters stand up to their mothers I'm just like I know that's right talk your shit mm, so right. <laughs> you know what I mean so it was just like kind of her 
uh, stepping to up to her mom in a way, definitely misguided, again, misguided, not, you know, like, girl, calm down. You know what I mean? But I think I just yeah. love, like, the scandalousness of it. It was just like, ooh, she talking shit to her mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think I, I keep, yes. I think I keep that one. I'd fucking get rid of anything. Ha- I know Javi was just there as a vehicle, but I <laughs> just that whole, yeah, just his, his artwork. I hate it. <laughs> I, I I absolutely feel that. Yeah. And the no bra, no panties line comes at like, it's like toward the end of the movie, definitely in the second half of the movie. By this point, Tracy, by the time that she's covering her chest up to her mom and like in her mom's face saying that she has on no bra and no panties, like pretty much what the fuck are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's responding to the fact that her mom hasn't noticed that she has a belly button piercing and a tongue piercing. You don't notice something on your child's face. She's had it and for that she was weeks. Big. And that she was, it was big. Big. That, She's had it for weeks. No, that's such a good point. That's just, I can't even talk because that was such a good point. Because, because no, you're so right. Because I didn't see it like that as her being like, hello, bitch. Hello. Do you see me now, bitch? I hello. Like that. I didn't see it like that. But yeah, she's challenging her. Like, I've been going through this shit and have you even seen a piece of it? Because those piercings were so fuck, they were Christmas tree ornaments. That's how fucking big like, they were. They were huge. The, it was so fucking big. So she's like, "Yeah, not only do I have on no bra, no panties. Look at this. Boom. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Tongue is pierced too. Mm-hmm. And where have you been? Negligent, per usual, behind that man. That's what you're doing. You worried about the wrong things. Yes. Get your head. Get your head off the man's ass. Yes. Yes. I'm going to go smoke some cigarettes now. <laughs> like, just, yeah. Like, how yeah. you not know the smell of cigarette smoke of your own brand of cigarettes consistently being in the fucking house if I'm not seeing you smoke them? What the fuck is going on? You okay? <laughs> There's a point in the movie where I don't even know. I don't even know uh, Mel's boyfriend's name. I don't. I have. No I just know his, his, the actor's name is Jeremy Sisto. And he's never played a good okay. guy in his whole career. That man has never Shit. played a good guy in his whole fucking career. No, if you Shit. no go no, tell me I'm wrong because I nah. <laughs> I believe you. I yeah. certainly believe you. But Jeremy, the portion of the movie where things didn't go as badly as I thought they were about to go. I thought that I thought this shit. I was about to say I've never seen this fucking movie. I was so confused at this part when Jeremy just has a blow up with tracy where tracy calls him like a crackhead or some shit yeah cokehead yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh cokehead mm-hmm. which which i mean did she lie on you okay um so he's had enough at that moment he walks out he goes to mel's room he strips mm-hmm. all her clothes off and mm-hmm. puts her in the shower mm-hmm. and mel kind of sits in the shower naked for a second and she like comes to a realization and like rushes out the shower i thought he was about to go in that room and do something to tracy personally mm-hmm. And I was like, I actually about to wrap it up here. If this sure. is where this, if this is where sure. this is going, I'm turning it off. Sure. Um, but he was leaving. Yeah. And he was he was leaving the house entirely because it was threatening his sobriety. When he returns, he returns shoeless, which tells me he has relapsed. In my, he returns shoeless and shirtless with just an open, unbuttoned shirt. Um, and a little toy that he's using to woo Mel back. God, Mel, you are so fucking easy. You getting wooed back by this little goddamn toy that he brings you. The nigga didn't disappear for God knows how long. I don't even know <laughs> he how long does he not have on. shoes he's on. He, he don't have on you. shoes. He's he walking. He left you. He left you. He walking down the street barefoot, outdoors, 
and left you in a dire crisis ass situation in a time where you're talking about you can't do this you're literally saying i can't do this i can't do this and he leaves okay <laughs> it's not his kids i understand right sure right, right. but is that really your man your man your man right it's not, it's not your man that's, that's not, not your man. man. Let him that's go. That's not your man. Mm-hmm. He's the reason that she's acting like this right now, mm-hmm. anyways, and mm-hmm. you are just clawed in. Mm-hmm. Let him go. Agreed. I. I but it's that. It's that of she wants to avoid. She's avoiding herself. She's running away from herself mm-hmm. too. You know what I mean? Like she's so busy helping everybody else, which again is still not helpful. She's enabling everybody. And yes. that's like one of the biggest things in AA is is enabling, right? And like yes. that's that's why I also think her husband, her ex husband, or her baby daddy, her ex baby daddy, was also an addict in some way because of how mm. she enab- how she's so easy to enable like other people mm-hmm. versus other people enabling her. So that totally makes sense. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he was the main drinker, and she drank with him, and then became. Mm. And I, I, you know, I'm, that's just random backstory. But like, I just feel like she's the enabler more than she's the alcoholic. You know what I mean? And Definitely. so I, yeah, I, I, yeah. So just her standing behind J- Jeremy Sisto, and and just like still go, making the same mistake after we just finished seeing that it just did not fucking work for the 15th million time yet we're still gonna do it again Tracy Come never on. Tracy never stood a chance she really did Tracy never stood a chance poor Tra- God the girls it's tragic it is mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. tragic mm-hmm. but at the end of the film it seems as though Tracy like kind of comes to her senses or something <laughs> um the i don't know how she just magically comes to her senses this is i probably this well, probably feels after, like after everything crashes and burns for her you know she yes. gets she she has to get left back behind in the seventh grade which is fucking oh hard. she's getting held back behind in the seventh grade because she's neglected her fucking schoolwork so much yes also how does your mom not the school didn't call and say, hey, your child is not turning in shit. Your child is not at school. Your child is not turning in shit. Your child's at risk of getting held back. How the fuck are you having a conversation <laughs> with my 12-year-old telling her that she's about to get without held me. back without me? Press Every adult in the fucking movie needs jail. Every single adult, jail. I can't believe them. Yeah. And this is the adultification of teenage girls that we were talking about. This is exactly <laughs> it. Why the yeah. fuck are you talking to this teenage girl like she's an adult? She's not. Mm-hmm. She's a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there would have been so many letters going home, so many progress reports. She would have been on academic probation way before she would have flunked. They would have had to have spoken to a parent by that point. They would have had a parent-teacher conference. If they couldn't get a hold of Tracy, they would have got a hold of... Or if they couldn't get a hold of Mel, they would have got a hold of her dad. Somebody was going to know some goddamn right. thing before they went to Tracy and was like, hey, you're right. getting held back. <laughs> right, huh? right, right. Now your fucking life is over. Your friends have moved on. Right. You're getting held back. Right. You done lost your other good friend, Vanessa Hudgens. Your that neighbors, was, that was standing, sticking beside you. Your neighbors don't want to talk to you. Your neighbors, they, they don't want to talk to her. They're scared. They're like, oh. Girl, she not the bad influence. We can't, we can't. Don't look over there. <laughs> she ruined her whole. She ruined. I know we want to blame Evie. She ruined her whole life. She ruined it. She did. She did. You know what I'm she saying? Ruined her whole life. She, she ruined did. her whole life. But I feel like in real life, what tends to happen is that spiral just continues. Yeah. And but in this film, they 
they portray it as though she wakes up one morning after she feels like her life has crashed and burned. Mind you, this is not even the worst thing that could have happened. Like getting held mm-hmm. back in the seventh grade. Yes, that is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But she could have gotten pregnant. She could have from there. Yeah. She, she could have gotten pregnant. She could be an addict. You know, yeah. she could be addicted yeah. to these. She could have gotten killed. She could have gotten dabbling in. She could have gotten killed. She could have gotten severely assaulted. There was a couple mm-hmm. times when I was like, "Are we about to see her get assaulted?" Like, please. No, I. But thank we, God. Did, it, we never thank God, it. it's not that kind of movie. It, it, it's right. Still, it's still like a very like trauma heavy movie. But yeah. think, yeah, no one's getting assaulted. Thank God, because no, I, I don't I think I, I, I don't think it, it, go, it would hold up as well. It'll, I don't think it would have been evergreen as it was if right. it had. If it had. Right. Because who the fuck wants to watch that? Nobody wants to fucking watch that. Um, But yeah, she wakes up the next morning. The blue filter is gone. Mm -hmm. It seems like she's clear headed. She Mm -hmm. wakes up next to her mom who has fallen asleep holding her Mm -hmm. child that she doesn't know what the fuck to do with at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And it implies that she, you know, she's committed to doing better going forward, which I'm happy that's the end of Tracy's story. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, that's where Tracy's story leaves off it starts to improve uh is the implication um but i don't that's not realistic it doesn't seem no i yeah i and then you know it just kind of leaves off of like her in a in a park regaining her childhood again i guess what that's supposed to be um Mm -hmm. but yeah but you're right it does it doesn't end there and i think Mm -mm, i'd like there it's not a happy ending it's not a sad ending i think it just ended so yes. that yes. was it and that was it but whoosh how a film <laughs> especially in 2003 oh it also comes out the year before mean girls mean girls comes out in 2004 mm-hmm. and i feel mm-hmm. like this is mean girls evil sister evil twin <laughs> i feel like this movie is mean girls evil twin especially in the beginning there's a lot of reference points where i'm like mm-hmm. oh they use like that in where mean they girls do the, the next year where too. they're walking down the hall and shit yeah they're walking yeah, down yeah. the hall lo- in lockstep they have that going on um some one of the unpopular girls says i heard evie zamora blah blah, blah you know does x y and z thing yeah yeah, uh, yeah they yeah. use the same song that mean girls uses the following year overdrive by katie rose Yay, oh yeah. oh I'm independent. Like that oh. same song is used as well. And I'm like, this is really, you know, On this the is Mean Girls, Evil yeah. Twin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tina Fey would never say. <laughs> She'll never say. You know what I mean? She'll never say. Right. No, right. it's definitely. Of course definitely... not. But I'm like, the references are here. No, no, no. Because, and even down to the tone, or just like, like 13 is like the blueprint for a lot of like female rage movies or just movies about. Yeah female friendships that turn toxic like megan you know megan uh the horror movie that came out about the doll yeah it reminds mm-hmm. me of 13 for some reason like it was mm. giving me 13 t's like they, their relationship was very tracy and evie in a way just like mm. the the tracy being like the the real girl wanting more wanting this wanting certain things and then and then evie megan being the one to be be the caretaker and wow. and then Megan just kind of taking it further and was like, but I love Tracy back. She's Evie if mm-hmm. Evie loved her back. <laughs> okay. Wow. Ooh, you know wait, I mean? now hold on. That's kind of, yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> but you doing something. Yeah. You, okay, come on, analysis. We doing something now. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel like there's a little bit of Tracy and Evie in every, like, movie that's about female rage and, and female friendship that turn, that gets fucked up. 
That's I just see them in every in everything now. Mm-hmm. No, that totally makes sense. And I feel like a lot of women's rage does start around this time frame mm-hmm. when you're going through puberty and you realize the world is seeing you differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not only do you feel differently, but the world is interacting with you differently. Now the mm-hmm. world, you know, sees your your sprouting breasts and you know your your new hips and whatever. And you have all this responsibility that you didn't fucking ask for, that you don't right. see your brother having, right. you know? Mm-hmm. You have all these eyes on you, all this fucking attention, and you're like, well, I might as well use it then, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I see how you get there, you know? Mm-hmm. I see how you arrive there. Absolutely. Um, also, you had a really good point in the notes. You said, I wonder how much worse this would be if social media were a thing dude, at that time. Dude. And this is such a good point. This would be so fucking bad. <laughs> and... Yeah, there was a movie that came out on Lifetime. I don't know if it was a Lifetime movie again. I saw Thirteen on Lifetime too, so I spent a lot of time watching TV yeah. <laughs> movie content on Lifetime. Did your parents um, make you watch that to like be like, yes, be good, yes, bitch. be good, yes, be good? Absolutely. <laughs> My mom would tell me what movies to watch. My mom told me to watch Thirteen. I don't think that she had seen it. I don't think that she or she had maybe seen the Lifetime version of it. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so she didn't know how severe this shit really yeah, got. Yeah. But she told me to watch 13. And there was also a movie that came on Lifetime called Cyberbully. Yes. That starred Emily Osment, I believe. Yes, 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 and yes. And yes. mm-hmm. that kind of reminds me of like where 13 could have gone if yeah. it were also in the social media yeah. realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, similar themes, teen rage, girl rage, you know, that right. type of thing. But also right. Social media. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah I, and I think. Again, because of the so the lack of social media, like you know, there was I I aim at that time, like there was AOL, you know, because yeah. there's cell phones, there there's there are chat rooms, you know. But I think without yeah. that, that's what again another reason why it's evergreen. Be- you know what I mean? Like it could still hold yes. up as like like yes. if because if they drop that movie this like this year, it would get the same. I feel like it would get similar responses of like. <gasps> You know, like of shock and of of definitely disturbance and stuff like that. But it, you know, without that social media dating it a little bit, I feel like that's why it's been able to like carry on for so long. You know, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And speaking of nostalgia and social media and the phones <laughs> that were there, the nostalgia of it was also mm. that was the part that I was having a good time with because uh, yeah. the movie is the movie is a heavy time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're in shock. <laughs> Yeah, and then you a see, lot of and then you see flip phone. You're like, oh, cute. <laughs> you're like, oh, look at the little rise on the window. Flip phone. Okay, look at the low rise hip huggers. Okay, she kind of <laughs> eating that. I like it. Or you see old school Melrose. I live in LA. Yeah, yeah. And I see Melrose. Mm-hmm. You know, old school Melrose. I see old, not old, but I see LA high schools, LA middle yeah. schools. Mm-hmm. As someone who attended, they definitely look different than schools in other parts of the country schools mm-hmm. in california kind of look like yeah no socal but... socal like if you went to school as 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 in so- southern california especially during the early 2000s like that's how it looked and so it just made me it miss exactly like it made me miss the seventh grade i was just like damn we, it, really right? that shit. we were really hanging out back yeah there. you know what i mean like we were right smoking, we were not smoking cigarettes but <laughs> but you know nah. we were we were just like acting up and um the uh yeah go ahead with the yes also i do remember uh, the time frame when like in middle school when the when girly started stealing at the mall and that type of stuff Mm -hmm. once again i didn't do it i was not i was i was really scary as a fucking child no i was always doing exactly what the fuck you were good i was a good girl i was scary in like a good girl way like i was too scared to do shit (laughs) but what option did you have could we get in trouble uh, very much did we have the options to get in trouble 
Okay. Okay. Mm, I was gonna. I was gonna be toast. A goner. <laughs> she was wrapped up. Like it was no way in hell. But yeah. I do remember the girl. He's like stealing, of course, mm. like at the mall, and they do that in thirteen, of course. Tracy takes it further, and instead of just stealing some goddamn panties from the mall, like a decent human being stealing from a corporation, she steals from an innocent lady. She steals a wallet from an innocent lady at a bus stop to go and buy boxes of sketchers. Sketchers. Talk about a blast from the past. She goes <laughs> to go buy boxes of sketchers. I love nostalgia as much as the next person. I don't remember Skechers ever being cool. Like, babe, no. you stole that lady's card, earned cash to go buy some fucking Skechers. If I found out a teenager stole from me, one, we got a problem. But two, right. if I found out a teenager stole from me to go buy some Skechers, I'm lighting you up. I'm roasting you. <laughs> You're getting roasted. Right. I, Very much, what are those? Yeah. I'm laughing at you. Yeah. I'm calling you a loser. All types of shit you <laughs> I think Skechers was probably a sponsor at that time because that's the it only had to reason. Be, right? That's the only reason. That's the only reason because I'm like Skechers was never that serious. <laughs> like, it was Skechers, never. never that serious. Never that ever. serious. Ever. Like Reeboks? you might as well have put on some, some light up shoes. Now Reeboks were fucking serious. I, Reeboks were serious. Fat farm. Okay. I would understand. Yeah. Fat farm. I, <laughs> I would understand. I would understand some some baby okay. fat. Some baby fat. Some baby fat. I understand. Some Sean John, some echoes. Yeah, no, it I was understand. serious. It was serious. I understand. But Skechers? But some Skechers? Dad shoes wasn't cool then, so I'm confused as to what was going on, but okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that was a uh, But lots of nostalgia in the movie. If you do, I do very much suggest every... I watched it with my boyfriend who had never seen it, mm-hmm. and I could tell that it, like, hooked his attention. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, my boyfriend had a lot of questions, pretty, too. <laughs> like, right, he was like... Where did daddy? <laughs> You're like, like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. I he think felt, it's like scared. Even he kind of felt bad for Evie too. Like, you know, he was just very like, I feel I'm bad sure. for these girls. Like, he, it, it's just like, you feel alarmed for them more than anything. You know? I'm sure. And it probably like scares you. Like, I just imagine as like a man watching it who does not understand the, the full power of yes. a teenage girl. Yes. Yes. It probably scares scares you a little bit for yes he didn't understand potentially it. having he didn't uh, understand the girl where it's like you don't you don't know <sighs> how simply powerful a teenage girl really can fucking be yeah yeah if she wants I, to I, I, in a bad I, way i try to 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 stay away from the whole like girls are bad girl kids are bad boy you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i i get what you mean though i get that like mm-hmm. Just the persuasiveness, the the vulnerability mixed in with like the brilliance of of a woman before her before, right before you know what I mean, and yeah, like man. you're you're an aged woman is so beautiful, but like you're the most beautiful you'll ever be, and you just discovered that, and you just discovered how mm-hmm. stupid everybody is. Just discover, and you're just dis- and you're you're realizing how stupid everybody is, mm-hmm. and how everybody's consuming you without yeah. your, your permission yeah without your permission the and there's nothing thing. in it for you and there's nothing in it there's for you. nothing in it for you so mm-hmm. you know what you do you use that fucking sexuality mm-hmm. and that's something mm-hmm. boy children don't have the experience of and i don't right and they realize. see it they see it as a privilege they see it as a perk definitely definitely and like it's not it is not <laughs> it is a curse i did not ask for the shit i remember i developed 
I was an early developer. I got my period at like 10. I probably got like titties and ass and all that around nine-ish. And I remember being the only person who had it in my grade. Mm -hmm. And it just being such a topic of conversation constantly amongst adults, amongst boys, amongst girls, just everybody all the time. And I just felt like, I did not have agency over yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't ask for this shit. Yeah. I'm being made into a consumable product. Like y'all are treating yeah. me like a consumable product. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go the route, you know, of oh well it's with, whether, let me exploit y'all's ma- dumbasses. Yeah, yeah. And 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 like and it's for different reasons. Like I, you know, I was a big mm-hmm. I was, you know, always been a bigger body person. And so when I was younger, it, I looked older. That's what Same. I was told, right? Whatever that mm-hmm. means. And I yeah. feel like, uh, like, at bigger children, you know, like, like, our bodies are ogled at because they resemble da-da-da-da-da, whatever the, the stupid justification that's used, right? And And then you have, like... Like, and that's not even the truth because little girls are also getting, like, it's just girls, just girls are getting ogled. It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter, you know, like, you and I look completely different. I'm sure we looked completely different as children and we got the almost exact experience. Exactly. And and neither of us leaned into it either. Like, no, no, very like, uh, yeah. I, I was I'm I wore my my dad's and my brother's like hand me downs and everyone's mm-hmm. like how are you non-binary and I'm just like are you fucking dumb <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, you know but like mm-hmm. I I wore boys and men's clothes a lot of my for much of my life so like extra not leaning into the shit and it happened to me anyway Whoa. so it's yes because it, it, it happens matter. to girls it happens to girls or if and you're socialized as girls black, black girls and brown girls it happens to especially us black and brown girls which is why again i refuse to paint evie as mm-hmm. the villain of this as you know somebody playing a latina girl yeah with uh at the beginning of the film i think the brother says something like oh evie zamora really grew up this year mm-hmm. she didn't ask for this shit Mm-mm. she didn't ask for this shit i was like over the summer evie really grew up she didn't ask for this shit but if she got it and she feels powerless, yeah, she's gonna, that's use, what it. She's gonna use it, and that's what she, you know, yeah. And you motherfuckers are gonna eat it up every time. So Tracy maybe ate it what up we too. should talk about, you know, Tracy. <laughs> mm, you know what? To me, it, it, it low key felt like, and this I feel like this is like probably a more common dynamic. It low key felt like Tracy's sexual awakening. Evie felt mm. like Tracy's sexual awakening. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. it felt like she wanted to be Evie, but she also kind of wanted to fuck Evie as well. Absolutely. Like it felt like yeah, both that kiss things scene, were going on. That kiss scene, yeah. I was like, yeah. As as yeah. A, as another queer, you don't think you don't think we know those tricks? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I never kissed you know, anybody before. I, I've I never, never right. I've never kissed. Anybody. I never did that. I didn't before. even feel that. <laughs> I didn't even feel that. Mm. You know. Like, I'm like, come on, come on. I'm like, this is a sexual awakening. I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. I didn't see Teen Girls. I didn't. I, I didn't been one. I did the whole thing. Okay, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She wanted to be her and be with her. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think, absolutely, yeah. All oh, God, what a oh my God, what a well done, written by a fucking yeah. fourteen year old. Yeah, shout out to Nikki Reed. Piece like I, I know work. she may shout out Nikki. I know she may feel differently about it now, but it's 
I know. It belongs to the world now. You know, it Nikki, your to the art world lives now. on. Like I it get it, on. I really get it. The art lives on. Um, a fun fact that I found out about Nikki Reed as a former Twihart. Um, Nikki is married to Ian Summerhalder, who also played a vampire on a different vampire show, Vampire Diaries. Ian Summerhalder oh, really? was a vampire on Vampire Diaries. Nikki Reed was a vampire on Twilight, and they are married. And Cute. I was a vampire girly, so I consume both of those things. I but love that. Shout out, Nikki. Um, yeah. You're really an icon. Like, truly, such a fucking icon. Cute. If you have not seen this movie, I definitely suggest that you watch it. It holds up in 2023 and 2024 and beyond, I'm sure, real hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have seen it, let us know thoughts, of course. We want to hear from you. I think that's all I got. I don't, I don't me too, girl. Premier, did you have anything else you want to chat about? Um, no, just thank you so much for having me on. Um, you know, Cool Aunties comes back in February. Uh, we have a new host and uh, new segments and new episodes. And uh, tune in for that. And, um, yeah, you can follow me on palmeramunis.com, on Viva La Palma and everything. And, yeah, keep it cute. Thank you so much for coming on Palmeram. Like, <laughs> Thank this you. This was a great episode. I forgot how much I liked this movie and how much I had to say about it. Right. And this was Palmeram's suggestion, y'all, as well. And I was like, absolutely. When yeah. I was like, yeah, that's that's really a good one. Um, So I appreciate you coming on and chatting and lending your thoughts Thank you for having me. This episode, of course. Per usual, you can find me at BPLP Pod across all social media platforms. You can uh, email me, love, hate mail, and all of that at blackpeoplelovehairmore at gmail.com. And yeah, that's it. Bye, y'all.